Welcome to the Backstage Stories of Women on Stage, a podcast by Women on Stage recorded live. Let's go backstage and amplify the voices of leading women in tech from all across the globe. Get inspired and learn something new, because if you can see it, you can be it. Join us. Visit womenonstage.net. Hi, everybody. This is Moran Weber. I'm the CEO and founder of Women on Stage, and you're listening to the, uh, to the Backstage podcast, where we amplify the voices of leading women in tech. And for those of you who don't know us, Women on Stage is a global community platform to showcase, book, and train women professional tech speakers for any tech event, conference, meetup, or webinar, or podcast. And we're now finally starting a new podcast. And this is the pilot episode. And today we're speaking, we're talking about how to turn your everyday job into a tech talk and how to find content everywhere. We'll be hosting May Bessaron, who is a renowned speaker at tech conferences worldwide. Um, she developed a unique method to help people come up with their original content for tech talks as part of their day-to-day -day job. She's also one of our team trainers at the Women on Stage Academy course. And in this episode, she will give us tips and tricks on finding content everywhere, even if you feel you have nothing to say. So if you ever wanted to, be, to become a tech speaker and didn't know where to start, stay right here. So hi, thanks for joining us, May. Hi, I'm so excited <laughs> listening to you in awe. I always love it when you speak. <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel, I, I feel the same when uh, May and me, we, we go way back. Uh, uh, she's, a, she's a dear friend. I didn't mention that before. Um, but she's, uh, she's a friend and, uh, really a professional. I admire, uh, her journey. So let us, uh, let us start from the beginning and tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, go ahead, May stage is yours. Yeah. So I guess I want to tell a little bit about my professional day to day job that when I, when I'm not on stage uh, talking at conferences, which is most of the time, even though sometimes <laughs> people think it's the other way around. <laughs> um, you know, social media, it's always, it's a mm -hmm. lie. Okay, so uh, every day I go to work at Forder. I'm a DevOps engineer there. I've been at Forder for almost two years now. Um, before that, I've been a backend developer uh, for, about six years um, and I've been around different companies, big companies like Apps Flyer um, and then also small startups. And yeah, I, I, I started my journey as a software engineering student. It was horrible, but I graduated. <laughs> it was Why was it so horrible? Because it was just I don't want to be the cliche, but I guess you can't avoid it if you're, you know, you're a one of two women in a, you know, in a very technical college, college of engineering. And it's, it's just, it's never easy, even though you try really hard to be one of the guys, uh, newsflash, you're not. <laughs> exactly. Um, so you decided to become a DevOps engineer because you wanted to to, uh, yeah. wanted to keep that going yeah, on for you. Like I'm saying it's, it's the exact opposite. I'm saying how it was all horrible being not being one of the guys, but you know, uh, 
during my years in the industry, I've learned how to be one of a group and not one of the guys and to, you know, just to feel um, as part of everything, even though that there are some things I'm not part of. And when I felt that there are things that I'm not part of, I went and I became a DevOps because I felt that as a backend developer, there were still things that I wasn't aware of that I didn't know and I wanted to know. So I went and I did it. I went and became a DevOps engineer. It wasn't that easy, but I did it. Yeah. I think you have that thing like going on for you that you have that challenge and then you just, you go and you get it. And people are always surprised when they see you. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> you are quite, uh, you are quite a surprising uh, person. So I'm curious um, about, I'm curious to learn about your journey. How, so you said you, you were like, it computer science was horrible for you and mm. but you did it anyway um so i'm i'm curious to learn about your journey how how did you start with speaking in in tech conferences how did you even uh, how did you even think that you're capable of doing that so i i thought that i was not capable that was the first thought that i had on it so when uh, uh when i got my first job after college um i i felt i still felt kind of alone in the in the tech world because i had no connections i i had a few friends from college but i didn't re have real connections um and i found out about this facebook group called baot which is a huge i'm saying huge but it's huge in israel right because uh, <laughs> over 6,000 um, members, which are all female uh, engineers, researchers, all, um, all in data computer scientists. science and data scientists. Um, so it feels huge, uh, you know, coming from such a small country. So I joined this Facebook group and I wanted to meet more women. I wanted to have friends. So they had this program for um, helping other women become tech speakers. And I didn't even think I'm going to be a tech speaker. I didn't even want, I just wanted to meet other women. And I went and I got two mentors, amazing women, professional, and they started uh, training me. And when it was time to submit to, my, to the first conference, I air quote, forgot to submit um my application <laughs> uh, you're laughing because you know that a sometimes i do forget things b i don't forget the really important things <laughs> and that's what they said they you know they called me up on it and they said you did not forget they made me submit and and they helped me throughout the journey and even when i was super scared the moment before i went up on stage they were there they looked right into my eyes uh, and I did it and I'm still scared today, <laughs> but <laughs> now I know that I can look in, you know, many other different people and get that confident. And now I want you to ask me why, how I, how do I get confident from people? I don't know. Ask me. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> how? Yeah, I know. How? <laughs> how do you do so, that? Um, I know that <laughs> I will probably never see them again. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so it doesn't matter if I will say something wrong. <laughs> but uh, you know that's that's interesting because you you, you didn't we didn't uh, we didn't discuss it yet. But you have these workshops that you do for uh, to help people to speak about their day to day jobs, and you do it at at your day to day job. Right. I mean, it's not your day job, but it's right. it's something that you do. So you you do get to see them again and again. So yeah. so how, how is that right. possible? So it, it was half joke, half true. Because I, I just say, okay, if I see this person again and I made a mistake, let's say, okay? Because that's, I feel maybe this is, personally, this is my worst fear that I will make a mistake either, you know, like because I forgot the words or because I got the information wrong. Oh my God, this is way worse, right? I don't know something that's horrible. Mm, God yeah. forbid. Oh my God, I have to know everything, right? No, mm -hmm. wrong. but still that's the feeling that you have when you're going up on stage. So I started by convincing myself with that, like, okay, you're not gonna see those people. Eh, don't worry about it, but then I did made a few mistakes and I, and I met the people again and guess what? It was, it was okay. Um, I, I mean, we make mistakes at work and, and we're still considered as professionals where we make mistakes, um, everywhere, everybody makes mistakes. And then we're still alive, well appreciated friends of, you know, of people that are still friends with you. So it's okay. That's what I'm trying to say. It's okay to make mistakes, even if you'll never see those people again. Great. And even if you <laughs> will see those people again, also great. Because you expect them to be human and say, okay, you made a mistake. So what? And then I want to add something. You don't always make mistakes. <laughs> this also happens. We always talk about how what's going to happen when we make a mistake. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Guess what? You are not going to make a mistake 100% of the time. <laughs> you, you know that's so true and I, I also want to add that people are usually really really surprised like when they see you go up on stage they they always assume that you're like you're a pro it does you don't get scared you don't get anxious so newsflash uh, this even even like this this very podcast, this is the, the pilot episode. And I thought to myself, well, yeah, I, I can do it by now, but I still got scared. I still got anxious. What if I'm wrong? What if, if things go wrong? What if we make mistakes? What if this entire really episode will be wrong? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So it's so, it's so, I think we really need to, to normalize that feeling and to, to understand that it's okay. Everybody gets that. It's really, really supernatural and just go with the flow. You've, you've, you've really got this. So now I want to, now I want to, to speak a little bit about, so, so how do we find content? Let's say, Let's say that, and th this is something I, I hear all the time. I meet, I meet women all the time, uh, men as well, actually. And, and they tell me, well, okay, so I, I think I want to start somewhere. 
someday but i i don't i don't have anything to to talk about i don't i don't have anything uh, important or interesting enough to say so um what would you tell those people so this is i think this is like the the most interesting part now right mm-hmm. how do we find a subject to talk about how do i find something to say if my job is boring if the projects that i did are not that good maybe it's not even at a high high enough level what if i'm just a student obviously Some, i don't have something to teach sometimes mm. sometimes people do find their job interesting but they they still don't I'm think it's worth just like saying what if you, i make a mistake like i always go to the you know 100% of course you're going to make a mistake 100% and then i said you're not going to make right so i'm going <laughs> again with that idea okay your job is completely boring you have the the project that you work on boring again i'm saying things i'm sure it's not 100% true but let's go with that or you're a student which means you're just at the beginning of your way or maybe you're a junior developer also beginning your way in this world of of tech how do you find something to tell other people why would other people listen to you so the first 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 thing is uh if you think your subject is going to be boring i'm going to ask you to who it's going to be boring to who everyone 100% of the people on this earth are going to find it completely boring useless are you sure i'm not sure how can you be sure did you ask everyone <laughs> so that's the first thing right <laughs> and after we realize that it's half funny half true right now let's think about a subject that we we now know that is not going to be 100% boring to 100% of the people of this world because we just can't ask everyone right so the way to do that is this this is how i do it i don't know i'm saying the way it's not the way it's how i do it and i think your it, way yeah it's my way right so i start by making a list let's say there is a new conference that i want to submit to and if sometimes they have a list of of possible subjects and it helps me to think about something but sometimes they it's just oh developers conference okay you can submit anything so what's anything i start by doing making a list what are the the things or technologies that i encountered in the past few years maybe months so i start writing down things like a uh, specific framework a library i love closure uh, it's a programming language so i i wrote uh, a few names of closure libraries that i started to use i wrote names of um maybe kafka apis does that sound interesting i don't know is it remember what we said i wrote names of programming languages like closure go groovy is groovy interesting do you get the idea i don't know is it <laughs> and after i write this list i then start to look i have like a few um i have a, a few subjects like i don't want to say subject but maybe um a few titles that you can just put those words into these titles and i'm sure that you've seen those titles if you've ever uh, you know came across any tech talk and here's what i mean if i tell you that i'm going to do a talk that is named uh terraform the good the bad and the ugly is it going to sound super surprising or different something that you've never heard this 
the you know this build of a, of a title first of all it is a talk that is made by a dear friend of mine uh he love fish it's a great talk go watch it but there are many other talks that goes by something the good the bad and the ugly why because it's easy to build your talk around it you know that now you take terraform which is a huge thing to talk about but you're only going to to focus on three things something good something bad and something that is just ugly and then it's maybe funny maybe it's weird maybe it's a use case you can make whatever you want from it and now we can take it and say that about kafka you can take it and say that about closure you can take it and say that about literally anything so what i advise you to do is go ahead and look at other talk talks titles and try to put these words that you put on your list into those titles it does not mean that you copy anyone's idea and if there are other talks that says something the good the bad and the ugly that is very much okay there are so many results on google they can totally handle another result with the same name just saying the content is what matters that's that's such a such a great tip and i really i i really i especially like the 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 good the bad and the ugly do you have any love other like i call them like the clickbait titles yeah i love clickbaits so i have one that i i think is funny again funny is subjective <laughs> i say like i have one that is very much clickbait but it's like a clickbait with a with a with a wink i dropped something uh, <laughs> it's a clickbait with a with a wink So I I do something like three things you didn't know about X you will not believe number 4. And, uh, <laughs> you know. and then it's not really a clickbait but it sounds like one and then you know it makes you laugh. So that's another one. And again you can put anything into it. Three things you didn't know. Now then sometimes you may say how do I know if those things are things that I somebody doesn't know? I'm going to ask you. You know my questions, right? Everybody everyone 100% of the people on this earth they know the thing that you're talking about by the way some things are like that don't talk about you know if the the sun is up in the sky don't do a talk about that but <laughs> if you have a few things that you experience at work then you, these are you can make three things that somebody didn't know that you can do with terraform that that's amazing i think people are generally like they feel They have this like mis- mi- they have this misconception where if they're like doing something every day and that's that's their job they they know it by heart and and they get the sense that everyone everyone knows it like perfectly exactly like they mm-hmm. do and sometimes this it, it actually causes confusion because they think everybody knows it so for one they don't they don't want to talk about it because it's think they think it's like trivial and and once they do start to talk about it they assume everybody knows the entire like the the foundations and they right. they so they're really surprised about that so i i really i i couldn't agree more with um with your tips so yeah. i i i just it just dawned on me that um you didn't you didn't tell us uh about your uh, sh- share a little bit about your workshops about the mm. about uh, the workshops that you're doing and how many conferences um 
did you get <laughs> <laughs> like in the past uh ever since you started which was like how long so, four years ago five years ago five years ago 2018 i my first conference was uh reversing it's an israeli conference uh, i think one of my favorite conference in this world and i've been to quite a lot <laughs> and, and that's exactly the question how many conferences look in 2019 when i was able to travel before uh covid i did four or five conferences a month sometimes i didn't even go back home a like, month a month it was crazy that's incredible yeah but then we had we had covid i did a few online conferences and and today i take you know i take it easy so i do uh five or six conferences every two months that's still, that's okay that's that's, like, that's still like a bad. lot <laughs> that's a, I, <laughs> bad a lot <laughs> but i mean I you get to travel it. i get to travel and i truly love it and you asked about the workshops so why do we want a workshop for uh doing a tech talk you know so and that's going to tell what's what's happening in this workshop so people have to present at work something technical all the time it's not part of the job definition unless you're a developer advocate but if you're not a developer advocate and you're a developer of any kind your job definition is to develop something it does not say develop and present presentations <laughs> if it does say let me i want to know about it it's interesting but let's <laughs> say i get 90% okay so it means that when you're uh when you have to present most of the times um because it's something that you're not trained to do it's not going to be as good as you hoped it would be and for the other people who are watching it's just not fun and i'm going to leave it at not fun because when you take something that is hard enough you know it hard it's hard as it is you are not enthusiastic to do it so the result is eh. so in this workshop uh we talk about how to build a presentation from scratch we talk about how to present technical ideas within your workplace even if you only have people from your team and it's not that important oh yes it is important and then we talk about how to present things how is that different than presenting uh, to the entire r&d how is that different than presenting to a group of managers and we talk about different technical presentations and how you adapt them and we also and all of those tips they also apply to conferences and i'm just talking about uh thinking about your target audience that's what i wanted to say and i keep going around it so thinking about your target audience that's one of the main things that we go through the other thing that we do is literally build the presentation i'm not a designer most of the times i didn't have designers in my workshop and i still aim at having beautiful presentations and i show them how we can do that in minimum i i i promise you minimum amount of time I have a few tricks um and then by the end of the workshop they have a kind of you know a baseline for a presentation of about 5 minutes if they had a subject if not i help them find a subject and that's it so people leave this workshop and they know all of these three things that i talked about um 
And then sometimes people want to show me what they did for work because they're so proud of themselves that it's not ugly anymore. And I am so proud of them. I am going <laughs> to make this world more beautiful one presentation at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Can you share uh, like uh, your tricks for the, for the beautiful yeah. presentation and <laughs> also about the... Uh, about the boring content. Yeah. Okay. So I have two amazing tips. You're, I, I can't believe I'm going to say it out loud, right? First tip, I watch TikToks on making beautiful presentations. Ta-da. That's great. That's yeah. <laughs> if you search PowerPoint in TikTok, yes, TikTok. If you search PowerPoint, you will see beautiful, amazing things. And because it's, you know, short amount of, you know, the, the videos are so short. I promise you those tips are super simple because they only have 30 seconds to show you what to do, right? We all have a, the attention span of a goldfish. So <laughs> when we go, when we scroll through TikTok, so there you have it. That's the first thing. Second thing is uh, try to minimize the amount of things. You know what? I'm going to say it this way. One purpose per slide and have a purpose for the slide. Okay, one purpose is if you have many, many bullet points, we, we hate those, that's it. I'm gonna speak for everyone. We, everybody hates bullet points. You wanna say a lot Did of things? Did you ask everyone? Yes, I yes. asked everyone I That's, I could say, yep, <laughs> I went person one after the other. I've been to India. Okay, it's the, jo the joke is not funny anymore. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, one, one purpose per slide. It means that if you have six bullet points, you can just make it into six slides. It doesn't cost you anything. Just have six different slides. Are you worried that your audience won't understand that these things are connected? Tell them the things from the past uh, six slides are connected and trust <laughs> that they have a good enough memory for six slides. Second thing is your slides should, you know, you, they are there for a reason. And I say that because we've all been to this talk where somebody say, oh, I have a slide about that, but I'm not gonna get into that today. How do we love this moment when we're like, why you wasted my time? We don't like people wasting our time. And that's about the boring part because uh, just like it, I said that there is something that you on the spot decided not to get into, how did that happen? A lot of the times it's because people don't practice. And that's my third tip. If my, you know, if I had like uh, the first two tips was one purpose per slide, every slide had a per has a purpose. Third, and maybe most crucial, I don't wanna choose. I think, no, all three are crucial, but let's say this is also very important. Practice, I beg you once, twice, Make sure that you know what you want to say. Don't decide what you want to say. Out loud. Out practice loud. Out yes, loud. people tell me, I practiced in my heart, in my room, in front of a mirror. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, they, they, they usually like, like, they read the notes like 10 minutes before they, they go they up on stage. No, no, that's not practicing. No, 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 no. Yeah. Practice, it's like, it, it's amazing. It's, it's actually, it's really, it's incredible how many things you find out only while you practice out loud. Even if you're alone and it feels really weird, like you're talking to yourself, 
Right. That's okay. That's part of what you're supposed to do. Exactly. You're supposed to to talk to yourself a little bit. I have a number. I the, of the times that like how many times people ask me how many times do I have to practice? So personally, my number is eight. Eight. I have okay. a yep. I have a workshop of three hours. I did this workshop eight times before it went up officially to the wherever that I did it on the first time. And also, but it, you know, it's not as hardcore when it's not three hours workshop. If it's just a 20 minutes talk, if you do it three times, I guarantee it's not going to look the same uh, in any of those three times. Just do it three, three, four times. It's, it's a gold number. I'm going crazy. I love to do eight. Fine. Don't be me. Be yourself. Do three times. No less. The first time you're going to hear yourself speaking, you're going to test your materials. Second time, you're going to test uh, times. You're going to see, do I make it out on time? Do I want to add something? Do I need to cut something? That's the second time. Third time, perfection. This, and then from the, the third and on, you know, you just make it more and more perfect and it's your choice. But don't, don't go below three times. Even if it's a presentation, again, Eric quote, just for your R&D. Is it really just, aren't the, they are the people that work with you and they should have a good professional opinion about you? Oh uh, yeah. Just practice three times. Gold, gold tips. <laughs> <laughs> Every tip is gold. So just one last question and then we'll, uh, we'll finish for today. Ooh. So, um, what is your favorite what is your favorite uh talk what is your favorite content today i knew like i felt this is where it's going <laughs> and i started to think about uh an answer and you can tell by me stalling that i don't have a, an answer, but... <laughs> i think it's your workshops so don't you think that's actually very true I am so passionate uh, when I talk about giving presentations and I just, I love it when I see other people becoming tech speakers and when I see them presenting something that they thought that is so boring and then we find out together how we can make it into something super fun and somebody's presenting a bug that they had and it sounds so dull, but then we're like, ha ha, it's not. It's great. There's so many tips you can give everyone. You had a bug. I had a bug. Tell me about your bug, right? <laughs> um, so, you know what? Yes, my workshops. But I, I want to say also DevOps because I have a few new DevOps talks and I'm excited about them. I love closure. I don't, uh, so that's the order. Workshops, DevOps talks, closure. I think your, the, the, your passion is like it's what makes it... So, so, so great. And I really recommend everyone to, to check out your, your videos on YouTube, speaking Star Wars other memes. people, Star Wars memes, come on. A lot of them. I love Star Wars. <laughs> May the force be with you. Woo. So, so I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, once again, it was our pilot episode. And thank you so much, May, for joining us today and for those really like 
super, super amazing tips you gave us. And, and thank you for being such a huge contributor for, uh, to Women on Stage right from the start. And thanks to everyone who joined in. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedbacks and your thoughts. Join us again at the Backstage Stories of Women on Stage. Women, visit womenonstage.net and follow us on social media. Bye. Bye.